was I thinking? Christmas and Neptune is, was, and always will be about the trappings. The lights and the tinsel they use to cover up the sordidness, the corruption. No, Veronica, there is no Santa Claus. Welcome to the Yuletide TV Podcast, a podcast where we watch and review a random Christmas episode to determine whether or not it's a Christmas classic. I'm Chris, and joining me as always are my friends Brian. Hello. And John. Hi. We are now 11 episodes into our 20-episode hunt for the best Christmas TV available. And uh, in keeping in line with the topic of today's episode, uh, just was wondering if uh, you guys are currently trying to solve any uh, holiday mysteries of your own. Uh, I'm going to have to look at my calendar. No, not this season. I'm trying to figure out why all the drifters that live near me keep going missing and like reappearing in my basement. No? Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> How many drifters are you up to now? Like, a lot. Ooh. Yeah. Don't don't listen to this FBI. Wait, when when did it start? <laughs> like, I mean, watch Mindhunter. Like, childhood, obviously. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, I was gonna I was gonna say, no. you you sure you sure it's not Santa leaving you those drifters? <laughs> How bad of a boy have you been? Much like Kristen Bell, Santa knows that I'm a very good boy. Not as cute when I do it. Not no, as cute. No, 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 no. Well, try it again. Mm. Uh, much like Kristen Bell, Santa knows that I'm a very good boy. Better, yeah. That was yeah. better on the second read. Yeah. I think you need your hair in a ponytail. And mm. don't forget to list your head to the side a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah. But, it's yeah. the head It's the head cock that really sells it. Yeah. I talk with a permanent head tilt, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's to your swimmer's ear, though, right? Yeah, like a malnourished yeah. mouse. Just constantly <laughs> head tilted. I didn't want to say anything, but we have been getting a lot of reader email about that, that they can they can hear that. And yeah. it is, it is mm, very mm. distracting. Well, you guys, you guys should have fed me more pellets when we were in college. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was Brian's job. I take no responsibility. Hey, I only had it on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but Adam had it on Fridays. <laughs> And I was always under the impression that that was the most important day to make it happen. It was, because I was going out drinking regardless, and I was just doing it on an empty stomach. Now I'm stuck sideways. Here we yeah. <laughs> Much like Kristen Bell whenever she talks to a Mexican. <laughs> I think it's only when she needs something from him. Doesn't make it better. <laughs> well, also a good point. Real quick, were they playing dice in that darkened classroom? Yeah, man. Because, you know, stereotypes. Everyone in Neptune High is 35. Of course, they're playing <laughs> craps. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's like just like your your stereotypical coding for like, mm, these are the rough kids. They're rolling six-sided cubes around on the floor. Doesn't get much harder than that. They were actually <laughs> playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> that's right i did just hear before veronica went into the room i heard her someone say roll for initiative yeah like that's why they're doing the six siders it was loot yeah like, really easy come on chris mm-hmm. fucking head in the mm-hmm. game all right well you guys know more than i do fucking so. racist <laughs> hold on a second should we have a christmas in july series where we have a christmas themed D session john put it on the patreon all right, yeah, cool, man. I'll play. I'll like play D and D for whatever reason. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, just want to play D and D and not record it. Hell yeah! 
<laughs> yeah, actually. Can we do a Neptune High D and D? Oh, I'm sure that exists somewhere where we can. All right, fucking slaps. <laughs> One of us can. <laughs> Veronica. I tilt my head to the right and roll for charisma. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a plus five there, bud. Oh it's yeah, big plus so, five plus ten if Mexican. It's a whole lot of charisma. <laughs> whole lot of charisma. Just, just charismatic actress. Yes. All right, Chris. Do you want to do the intro after we've talked about the episode for? <laughs> yeah, I know we've kind of we've kind of skipped things. We we're just so damn excited here, but ah, we didn't hate. It's this. a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun energy. Let's let's do the housekeeping bits just for posterity's sake here. As you may have already been able to deduce, we're watching an episode of Veronica Mars today. Which one, episode selector? A Eccles Family Christmas, which is the 10th episode of season one, and it originally aired on December 14th, 2004, which is four years after the episode of R we watched the last time for uh, those playing along at home. And you can find it streaming on Hulu if you'd like to watch it for yourself. And if I can figure out how to talk tonight, one of those two things could be good. You know, it's Saturday night in December. There's a lot going on. It's understandable. If you got some uh, uh, some ornaments in your mouth. He's been just nogging it real hard, just Ooh. getting ornaments in his mouth and nogging it. You know, yeah. Gotta That's my that play on words instead of marbles. <laughs> oh, I did a I did a different direction. <laughs> I I I got it. I got it. It's all it's all very cute and clever. Everyone's really on their game tonight, except me. I get it. That's it's great. Yeah, it's, it's, I've slept two hours. Jesus. This is going to be prime John content. It's that holiday season, man. Yeah. Time is short. I like to party. And so are the days. Days are as long as you need, baby. But hey. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, let's get back on that. (laughs) Let's get back on that regular track. Just to give everyone a little point of reference uh, for what we're going to be discussing today, why don't we give you a, a little summary about what happened if you haven't had a chance to watch the episode yourself. So after one of the longest previously ons we've so far experienced, the two main mysteries of the episode are quickly established. Someone stole the pot at Logan Eccles' regular poker game, and Veronica is enlisted to help figure out who. Meanwhile, Keith takes on a case from Logan's mom to help determine who is sending threatening letters to her husband. As the poker players go round robin placing blame on one another, Keith uncovers Mr. Eccles' infidelities with a number of women. The episode culminates at the Eccles' Christmas party, with Veronica revealing that the culprit was indeed one of the players, although one who was posing as a rich kid, but was in actuality working for one of the rich families in town. Meanwhile, Keith has figured out who has been threatening Mr. Eccles, but arrives too late at the party to prevent him from being stabbed, ending in yet another holiday cliffhanger. And so, let me start by giving the hottest of takes. This was a pretty good episode. Fun episode. I loved how the recap at the start of the episode was very in-depth, and it told you everything you needed to know as far as overarching plots go in Veronica Mars. And then when the episode started, none of that shit really mattered. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> it mattered very briefly. It's it's what part of what made this episode so great. Gave you the background, very self-contained, enough plot momentum to that you understand that there are other stories 
being stretched out among these smaller ones that we're dealing with episode to episode. But I think it's the problem that we've had with a lot of things is that we don't need to be overwhelmed by all the serialization that's happening. Like the one thing that like was like a necessary like plot development thing was like four seconds of the episode. Mm-hmm. So cool. I'm sure like the kiddos who like were watching the show in 2014. No, just, 2004. Or four, sorry, 2004. Just cranking it to puffy pants and bro, dude's name Brogan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just like probably were like, yeah, I'm so satisfied with this. But like the rest of the normals were like, this is this is fun. This is a very this is a very nostalgic episode, even though I've never watched the show because I was alive in 2004, and this is how every TV show looked. I do have issue with this show, and uh, it's very minor, but we never learn if Veronica gets that Christmas gift for her dad. The stabbing ruined everything. Do I have to watch episode 11 to find out if he's going to that training camp? She actually just steals the money, is what the <laughs> conclusion is. <laughs> That's a great distraction. <laughs> it was kind of setting things up to go that way, where she's like, oh, I found this thing. And I think in the the series, and it's been a while since I've watched it, but in the series, she typically doesn't just do stuff for free or like because someone asked her to. She usually does get some kind of payment. Well, so, she gets not her, not the fact that she boned the second hottest white guy in the group. <laughs> Well, right. Like, revealed. So, like, that's, like, what she's about is, like, I would prefer people to not know Wait. that I know what sex is. She's she's taking the case out of her own self-interest. But I also like how towards the end they're setting it up as she kind of gets her own seat at the poker table. Uh, they're kind of setting it up to be like, okay, I'm not getting nothing out of this for having to sort out your boy's sorry mess here. Which was the guy that she'd slept with again? John had said the second more track of one, but let let's let can we just can we just give them rest a nickname, right? So there's Scrubs. There's Keith from Scrubs. Less hotter Scrubs. Douchey Rich Kid. And then um I like how Brian thinks this is gonna be helpful for people. Yeah, I don't I'm <laughs> this is, already this lost. Is, if we if we need if we need to reply to people, it's Keith from Scrubs. Logan, also known as the guy who hosted the poker game, the kid who stole the money, the kid who didn't steal the money, <laughs> and Weevil. She boned the kid who didn't steal the money. But, oh, okay. Yeah. But, like, should have bo- boned Weevil. That guy's got a heart of gold. So. <laughs> He's just a lovable scamp, really. Dude fucks. Oh, yeah. He yeah. fucks for sure. Yeah. Oh, he's got that big dick energy. Yeah. Just... Oh, he's got the biggest dick energy around. He made four guys strip. <laughs> One who is a very well-paid Hollywood actor, apparently. Yeah, like, and he's yeah. like, like, they're all bigger than him and, like, way stronger. And they're just like, yeah, fuck it. We'll take our clothes off. This yeah, sounds fun. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a problem at all. We can make this happen. <laughs> this episode has so much to make fun of. Oh, man. But I loved it because it, it's literally every... It is so of its time, like aggressively of its time. Here's the thing I felt like usually when you watch old episodes of like Psych or Scrubs or uh, Early Criminal Mind, like whatever, you know, early 2000s TV, uh, you're pretty dated by cell phones and televisions. Those are the two things that are always going to stand out 
Uh, and in this one, they didn't really have a whole lot of either. And uh, it didn't really pull you out of where you are presently. So I never felt like, oh, God, that's pretty... 2004. Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just step in on one thing because there was one little nostalgic, timely hallmark that I really enjoyed, which was when she goes over to Logan's, because at the beginning everyone's pointing at like, oh, Logan did it, which makes it very obvious that he of course did not do it. So she goes over to his pool house and he's playing video games on a very like moderately sized tube television, but not only that. He's playing original X-Men Legends. Sure was. Uh, that was a flat screen TV, though. That was a plasma. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was a plasma, for sure. No, that was that was a tube TV. That was a big honking TV sitting Twitter, on the bar. Twitter vote on it. Twitter vote on it. <laughs> Twitter vote. Twitter vote. Right. I, will, I will come back with receipts. I will come vote, back both, with receipts. Vote, vote on both who is right and more handsome. who's to say x-men legends isn't just a classic video game fucking me (laughs) (laughs) that game blows yeah the second one's way better um it's like fine whatever it's i mean uh, you can get down with it i i've spent i spent a few nights of my life smoking non-marijuana cigarettes and playing that game with friends in high school Uh, (laughs) so like have you guys ever watched like any like the ringer movie stuff or do you know who the basketball player Dion Waiters is at all? No. No. Okay, so Dion Waiters. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> so ba- Dion Waiters is a basketball player. If you let him shoot, if you like a coach like didn't check him, he would shoot every time he touched the ball. That's like for like an actor. That's like a guy who's like in his part has no reason to be like acted that over the top, and they do it. The show rules because everyone's Dion Waiters. It's just <laughs> everyone <laughs> is Dion Waiters. <laughs> just fucking going for it except veronica's dad no man he's going for it too <laughs> yeah he, you think he's the I best actor so. in the show but he's still going for he's it he's great i love that actor in particular though the the rich white males are like especially at the beginning it is really heavy-handed to be like set up hey aren't these guys a bunch of douchebags and it's like oh yeah absolutely they are they are they are a bunch of terrible people <laughs> that are just the definition of white privilege <laughs> and they all just like swing at it <laughs> like just go real hard i don't know why a hollywood actor who has like made out with Catherine zeta jones is like ogling generic 50 year old mom he's already been to the 50 year old mom mountaintop presumably but <laughs> and came what? away cancer free yeah hopefully. yeah good for him hope we can hope <laughs> it's a that's a dark one. Uh, Just I like... more than Michael Douglas can say is all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. I know. I was. Uh, <laughs> oh, all right. Oh. <laughs> That's a dark one. Yeah. Uh, right. Got uh, it. Not in the holiday spirit. My bad. All right. Uh, no, I just didn't know what the hell you're talking cactus about. Cactus fucking's okay, but dear God. <laughs> cactus. We're glad you brought that up, Chris. Yeah. Actually, We're John just... and I wanted to approach you about that. Yeah. <laughs> We're supportive, you know? We are. It, it took some time to come around on, but we're here. We uh, don't want this to be a kink-shaming podcast. We want yeah. this to be uh, accepting of everyone, except furries. No, man, if you're if you're a furry, one time you made my day at Target really fun. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, I'll jump back. We'll get back on topic, but I guess Target story. I haven't done one in a little bit. So, like, I was, like, just starting to, like, work there, and I hated it a lot, because of course I did. Did and, you ever not hate it? Uh, man, no. Okay, cool. <laughs> 
Like if, if I'm doing a job, I hate it, but they're paying me because I live in a capitalist society. So whatever. So I was like really bored and just like sad and like was in a new city alone. And then a orgy of like furries taking a snack break came through in costumes and they came through my line and it was just, I just the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I had so many questions and I didn't, I, 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 I'm filterless enough to have asked them. And it was awesome. It was the funniest 10 minutes of my life. What city was this in? This was in Green Bay. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's, there's an anime convention in town. Oh, boy. So I think those things are comorbid to each other. Which one of the generic white guys do you think would have been a furry? The shoplifting kid. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just repressed yeah. furry right there. I was going to say Keith from Scrubs. Maybe the actor, man. Because he's yeah. like, for sure done. He's like, what else has he got left? He could be in a Starship Troopers remake as the main guy. I did like how that was like the most generic uh, action <laughs> like set. action sequence. <laughs> Get out of helicopter with guns. Look around. We're done. I like the ab set, like the ab scene. <laughs> They're just like, no, Kristen, be thirsty. <laughs> it's out of your character's character, but be thirsty. She's a teenage girl. She's got needs. She's got desires. Teenage in the hardest of quotes. Uh. <laughs> well, yes, as was any show that was on television at that time. Hey, what if we got 25-year-olds to play teenagers? And that rules. It's hilarious. Uh, in like retrospect, I like watching it. Like Watching like Skins is super funny. Because you're just like, oh, like you're all like 32. Sick. <laughs> i don't feel weird watching this you're very clearly not 18 i like that the show is like very like i you could tell it was just like i like let's just try to make a teen drama for girls and then they just put like four generic good looking white guys and they're like one of these will stick one of these will be a heartthrob probably it's like we'll show enough abs it'll work out it'll be fine i think that's that's probably part of uh the issue that they were struggling with that they had they were trying to tell kind of this sophisticated Almost, let's say, Buffy the Vampire-ish, where you have a strong female lead with good storytelling around it, but then also being like, well, we got to keep them coming back week to week, so let's have all these guys take strip down to their underwear. Let's do a heartthrob situation. And it's very well written. It's very, like, noir-esque, which is fun for television. I just like that Veronica Mars appears to have superpowers, because she's just the best at everything. Yeah, man. She's Sean from Psych. I was going to say, the, especially her comment on uh, when she walked into the pool house and noticed how thoroughly it had been rummaged through. I was like, hmm, it's got some Psych vibes to it. Yeah, here I thought, oh, it's this kid's room. It's messy. He's a douchebag. Leave it for the cleaning person. Gotta be paying more attention, Brian. Gotta be I guess. That's why I'm not a private investigator. <laughs> Clearly. But with the help of our audience and a Patreon... <laughs> I can take my detectives. Brian, Brian we are, no, that's not. We've talked about this. We are not paying for you to become a private detective. I don't see why not. Yuletide Investive <laughs> Yuletide <Mysteries>. Agency. <laughs> oh, no. We're all going to get shot. We're ill-equipped. <laughs> In December. Dib's not secretary. <laughs> Dude, I'll be. I got secretary. Can Cool. Chris, you log the evidence. I'm going to be the computer guy. Tap, 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 tap. <laughs> who, who, who's going to be my Gus? We'll have to find a guy. 
Your dog right, will. Fine. Yeah, your dog, oh, actually. Perfect. That's going to be the hitch. The hitch of the show is that Martha solves crimes. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, what's it going to take to send Martha to K-9 school? That would be more interesting. <laughs> to solve crimes. K-9 dog school. <laughs> A diet. <laughs> That's what it's going to take. Because uh. <laughs> she's still overweight, but god damn it, I love her. Uh, Martha's dog. Brian's dog, just so oh, no, yeah. no one thinks we're talking about a person. <laughs> For When I first got Martha, uh, I had a buddy that worked in the residence life office at the school I was at, and I'd come in, I'd talk to him about martha you know because i just wonder how my dog is but i wouldn't specify that it was my dog so when there were like random people around and i walked away they would ask luke be like oh who's martha by the way and they'd be like oh that's his girlfriend <laughs> Dude, just talking about how she needs to go on a diet <laughs> right <laughs> oh, i gotta take her for a walk today brian is not a nice guy i've only been giving her a cup of food twice a day sounding like a real logan <laughs> did I get it right? Chris, did I get it right? Sure. Did I he I mean he's the douchiest. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting how like at the beginning we have all these very like racist remarks being directed at Weevil. And then later when Veronica is interviewing all of them, a lot of them show themselves in a better light. Like that they like jumped in and were like, Hey dude, cut it out or said something else and I was like, Huh, that's interesting. It's good that the the episode kind of dialed back on that stuff. And then I was like, wait a minute. Where have I seen this tactic before? Frasier. Perspectives on Christmas. It's another Perspectives on Christmas. This is like our third Perspectives on Christmas type <laughs> type gimmick. And uh, it's the best. Frasier blows. <laughs> I'm really glad we watched that episode because it has informed a lot of our viewing past that. <laughs> you, you, we, got, we were allowed like three good ones in a row before the machine is like this is your penitence <laughs> you must suffer to know joy again this is how you will find context and enjoy veronica myers finally you have to know sadness to know what it feels to be happy without night there is no darkness whatever other way guys i'm real sleepy I think this episode did like a lot of stuff really well that we've seen a lot of episodes do poorly or just like kind of do half good but then they have the other half bad like for example we have two we have a really strong a and b plot like i think this is the first episode where both the a and the b plots are very very good because usually we have one where we're like oh that's pretty good and then there's something else underneath that we're just like that kind of sucks though like home improvement for example with like the boys stealing money is more interesting than tim doing his show but this i was pretty invested in both mysteries that they were laying out for us is her dad a detective or just like a private eye? Private eye. Okay, good. Because I was going to be like, man, he should not be giving government documents to his teenage daughter. No. No, <laughs> no, no. no. That's like, no matter, <laughs> no matter how many superpowers she has, don't do that. That is, that is, that is legitimately the entire setup of the series is that her dad is a private eye and that she sometimes helps him or takes on cases of her own within the high school. That's yes. kind of awesome. Oh, it is. It's, it's That's a. It's yeah. a great summer job. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I mean, I guess we didn't really talk about this. We usually talk about this more at the top of the episode. But how much exposure have you guys to ha- had to Veronica Mars before this? Zero seconds. Yeah, I'm with that. Yeah. Really? Okay. So yeah. it's every like CW teen show, though. So like by that token, whatever one of those I've watched two episodes of. Yeah, it's older, <laughs> good-looking 
actors playing their high school whatever and uh it's very transparent with that i didn't actually like watching riverdale even though we're both way too old to watch riverdale so like it's that hey it's that just like you guys aren't here to king shame i'm not here to show shame um i'll show shame like fucking (laughs) yeah we're 30 don't watch riverdale or sabrina not even a little bit wait did you just (laughs) say sabrina too the new sabrina yeah that's like for real. Like that's like teenager show. I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's fun. I, mean, I guess that's yeah. It's spooky witches. We don't get enough spooky witch content. But Kieran and mm. Shipka. I liked that this episode had a pumpkin in it for me. I also like that. I don't know why I like that, but I did. I felt included. <laughs> I I liked it because it set up the joke later where Keith had to call like holiday decorating companies and then sound like an idiot where they're like dude it's christmas he's like yeah i know but pumpkins <laughs> we live in california we should have everything always for like and for like a person who professionally does knife work that lady sucks at stabbing <laughs> <laughs> like she did not hit a good stab well we don't know we got to watch episode 11 but it did seem very superficial it was like like it's like upper hip. There's a decent amount of blood. Yeah, it was towards the outside too. I mean, you can get stabbed anywhere and give a decent amount of blood. You got fucking stabbed, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go chest with that. I guess you didn't have a very good knife. You had a pumpkin carver. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Wait, did you have a pumpkin carver or an ice pick? I thought it was an ice pick. Oh, it was an ice, oh, pick, an ice or pick. Something. It was an ice pick. I thought it was like a carving tool, like the little nah. flat-headed carving implement. It looked more mm-hmm. very. It looked very pokey to me. Like it looked very just kind of almost large knitting needle-esque that she just kind of yeah got right the weapon looked like it should have gone into his ear eye or nose <laughs> just like she just got just have like a teen drama just inexplicably have like a dexter-esque stabbing in it just ugh. no it's apparently never... the body is very resilient to stabbing oh for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can get can stab yeah, a that's bunch. why so many. That's why so many other countries ban guns because you're much more <laughs> <laughs> likely to come out of a knife attack. You you really got to commit to stab somebody. You know. Yeah. You really got to invest. Yeah, you got to find the right knife. You got to do a lot of like hand strength exercises to make sure you can hold on to it. There's there's this comedian and I can't remember who it is, but he has a great joke about guns and knives. And he goes, "I don't like guns. Guns guns just have one person. Guns meant to you know shoot something, kill something. You pull it out, you know what someone's trying to do with it. A knife, well, get a little more flexibility there. Someone pulls out a knife, they could be trying to stab you, or they could be cutting a cake. You don't know." Dimitri Martin. Eh, I don't think it's Dimitri Martin. It's like it's I Dimi- I saw it on like a Comedy Central presents half hour like and i don't think it was dimitri martin it was like it was almost a kyle canane type but it wasn't kyle canane so you're saying that there was a pumpkin behind uh eccles dad and she was just trying to carve it and he got in the way could have been could have been yeah. some ice could yeah. have been uh could have been a ham nice christmas ham yeah maybe she can carve hams too. You, the world's her oyster as far as carving it's there's a french word for it what what is it I don't know. They said it <laughs> episode. Oh, what her occupation? Okay. Yeah, like, oh. it's like huh. I'm referencing the episode. Yeah, okay. I would personally be flattered if if someone carved my head out and of a pumpkin and then stabbed it. That's an incredible gift. It's flattering. 
It is yeah. very flattering. Very well done. Such a talent. Too bad she's a murderer. Or yeah, like yeah. A bad murderer. John, one thing I did want to ask you. You you were a wrestler in high school, and mm-hmm. right? Uh, yep. did, you, did you ever have to drink that tea that makes you piss? Uh, nope. No. Poop. Nope. Nope. Sure didn't. I was a wrestler, wrestler in high school. Did the did the MMA fights where I had to do really violent weight cuts, and I mostly just uh, would chew on Skittles and then spit the mouth water out, which is way grosser, probably. Did you have like a special bucket or something, or is it just on the ground? Oh, do you know that I'm from Griffiths, Wisconsin? So that was a Mountain Dew bottle, buddy. Jeff's. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever need someone to hold your spitter, bud? <laughs> Every that's what you did. You know, you you went out there to weigh in, hold my spitter, and you <laughs> vomited out a mouthful of skittles, stripped down, and you popped on that scale. There's no way you can deduce what tea bag someone is using, which is my theory that she has superpowers. I would watch Batman versus Veronica Mars, by the way. Let's make that a movie. <laughs> You're both owned by the same company, I think. Uh, they could make that into a CW show, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, as soon as uh, Christian Bell's wrapped up on The Good Place. Yeah, I mean, she's already doing I mean, she just did the uh, revival of Veronica Mars. They might be doing more. That could be the next thing. The the world's two greatest detectives going head-to-head. Veronica, I uh, <laughs> can't tell what this teenage boy's room is supposed to look like. Can you help me? I'm Batman. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Batman. <laughs> oh, thank you, Batman. <laughs> oh, wow. <that> <laughs> Oh, Brian got uh, a little, little too into there. <laughs> we, we've talked a little bit about the plot of this episode. Let's talk a little bit about the Christmasness of it. Uh, what did you guys think on that? On that part, did they did they get you in the mood? They they said Christmas and Santa several times. I was surprised, John, that you did not jump on the fact that it opened with one of your, I believe that you mentioned favorite Christmas specials. Yeah, I did actually. I forgot about that, but I was stoked. I saw the and they had the heat, they went heat miser and that guy rules kind of. I really enjoyed that opening. That was one of the like it was a nice, not overly aggressive, but like still very firmly planted in Christmas opening for it. You get get a little tree decorating, little singing, a little uh, Christmas special that you recognize. I really I really liked that was probably one of my favorite openings. Again after having to sit through a previously on section that I needed to check to make sure that the episode hadn't started and we were dealing with flashbacks with, but really, really solid opening on the Christmas front. You can tell other shows have scarred us (laughs) with their plot lines that we have to make sure there's no flashbacks. (laughs) No flashbacks? No flashbacks. Okay. (laughs) Don't, don't, don't hurt us again. (laughs) Not, not like this. Just let us enjoy please, one. Please don't. By the way, if your god was 2004 Padres baseball, like her dad, you should. She should have got her dad therapy. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's like one of the worst stretches of a baseball team. <laughs> Just so. set, setting yourself up for a heartbreak there. <laughs> oh, dude, that's like, yeah, that's like rooting for most non-Packer Wisconsin sports most of my life. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, the Brewers do well every now and then. Well, right. most. Most of John's life, no. <laughs> <laughs> I had to root for Jeremy Burnett's growing up. Jeremy Burnett. That's <laughs> you a, know, that takes that's me a, back. That's a pain uh, you can't yeah. understand. Lyle just, Overbay. 
just oh man just hearing <laughs> just can hear bob Euchre saying those saying those names as i sat in my bed listening to my clock radio falling asleep totally listening to the brewers lose every night during the summer <laughs> the thing is they were Holy still shit. better yeah they're that the brewer sucked forever and they were still better than the Padres. <laughs> <laughs> that is saying something. That is so like is definitely saying. Something. She should have like really protested that like way harder. Like, <laughs> Dad, come take Dad. We gotta, we gotta just try something different. Like, we are very clearly closer to LA than San Diego. Just like be a Dodgers fan. <laughs> there it was there's your bro section. There's your bro section of the day. Talking about sports. Yeah. Talking about sports. Ooh. Sports. We know more than stuff about Digimon. <laughs> Surprise. We are we well-rounded just, culturally, aren't we? We just did an hour on Doctor Who. <laughs> now, ten I'm minutes not. on baseball. The other thing, this is this is going to be my uh, soapbox of the week, too. Okay. Or the two days. These are, these are every two days. Yep. Is, <laughs> you're not a, you're not, you're not poor if you drink Mickey's. Or any malt liquor. You can just drink malt liquor because you like it. I used to drink malt liquor all the time. It was great. I think that was maybe the point, now that you bring that up, is that this kid was drinking malt liquor and being like, oh, it's my ghetto aesthetic, like the biggest pompous asshole around. But maybe that's all he could afford, John. Yeah, clear, clear that up for me. Is he poor or was he just trying to get like an escape? Uh, he's His dad's a butler. Yes. So he's probably not like... Oh, poor okay. like we quantify poor, but probably poor for like affluent Neptune, California. Sure. So who's the guy that drives him to school every morning? His dad. I yes. Who I he think pretends is his butler. I was also wondering that, or it's just a courtesy that the family provides that they work for. I don't know because I don't think his dad was the chauffeur. That is. Like I don't think those were the same actor. <laughs> oh, I right. wasn't. I didn't, I'm gonna be real with you. I was, I was cooking food, yeah. <laughs> so. But like, I, I thought that's how they 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 rigged it. Like he just pretended his dad was like his like yeah. driver, and then they were like he got called by like whatever like Mr. Friedrichson or whatever. Yeah. Now, Brian, I think you you had some dissenting opinions on the Christmasness of this episode. Yeah, it didn't feel overly Christmas to me. Uh, the pumpkin really threw stuff off for a little bit but at the same time i don't know it just didn't have all that frosting to it it was a christmas cake not a fruit cake but a christmas cake without all of the frosting yeah i i kind of i kind of get where you're coming from on this because that is the one issue i had with this episode as good as it was is that there's a lot of christmas aesthetic you know, you have, like, the main event taking place at this Christmas party, which looked bonkers, like, beautiful, like, really nice decorations. You had decorations throughout the school. You had, decorate, you know, Veronica and her dad decorating their office. Uh, but the plots themselves did not really seem too intricately tied to it being the Christmas season. You know, the, the gambling and the party, the party could have been a party at any time of the year, and the same, the same stuff still plays out, so to speak. So that's the one thing I would like to see a little bit more of. I don't think it it wasn't that it wasn't Christmassy enough. I think it's that they took a Veronica Mars episode and turned it Christmas. This not to jump ahead. 
doesn't feel like a Christmas classic to me because it's not self-contained. The stabbing at the end of it is going to have future repercussions. Just like the spires at the end of the Digimon episode were going to continue later in the season. That's a, that's a very good point. You want to know what turned me around on this episode? Because I was in a very similar boat. Now, again, I, 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 do, I will say I think this episode, again, handled its ongoing stories a lot better than other episodes we've watched that have had the same problem. Because, as you said, it really just comes into play towards the end. But where I really got turned around is that I realized a main part of this episode was about gambling around the holidays. And that, my friends, is one of my family's favorite Christmas traditions. <laughs> How much money do you lose every year, Chris? Now, just a couple of dollar bills because we play a little dice game. Hundo dollar bills. No, because but... Chris steals five thousand dollars to Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> God, I wish. Uh, <laughs> watch out, everyone. What my family does, my mom's side of the family, we play this game called left, right, center, and I have like oh, yeah. twenty cousins plus aunts and uncles. So there's a really simple game. If anyone wants to play at home and you have a large family, great game to play. You get everyone has three single dollar bills. And you have three dice, okay? You take turns rolling the dice. If you roll a one, two, or a three, you get to keep your money, okay? But if you roll a four, you have to pass one of your dollars to a person on the right. If you roll a five, to the left. And if you have a six, in the center. And it's a really fun game because no one ever has to get out because a dollar can eventually work its way back around you. But the goal is to get all the money in the pot and then roll safe. If you do that you take the pot, and it is a ton of fun. I love Left, Right, Center. I got a pair of special dice from Ooh. Left, Right, Center, which is just... Yes, you can. That's important to note. You can get special dice that just say L, R, and C on them, and they'll do all the hard work for you, so you don't need to remember the rules. Here's my thing with Left, Right, Center. We only played it once in my family, and it left such a strong impression. I will always speak positively about it haven't played it for like eight years your guys's family game is more wholesome than mine oh tell us about yours me and my cousins play president presidents and assholes or president oh, we play that one right. but then we call it kings and peasants because there are children around and then they can just play with like juice and they have a See, great that's time that's the nice thing oh, that's fun. Uh, yeah yeah we don't that's have how... any small kids around so we just play presidents and assholes it's phenomenal my <laughs> grandma's gonna get on it. it yeah it's it's super sick like when the older generation's like hey man let me just get plastered drunk it's like yes i love putting a case or an empty case over my dad's head to signify he's the asshole <laughs> it's a great it's, visual it's a party <laughs> now my dad's not an asshole but he is when he's wearing the hat i'm gonna just to be better at it, I'm going to take a cue from this episode and start doing fake drinks during it. I'm going to bring some <laughs> bring some iced tea. There you go. Well, I think we're almost done. Now, before we get to our final judgments, I did want to ask you guys one question. Now that we've watched a couple episodes that deal with families celebrating Christmas in different ways, I wanted to see who, or excuse me, which family you would want to spend Christmas with. And your options are the Gilmores from Gilmore Girls, the Tanners from Full House, the Smiths from American Dad, 
the Cranes from Frasier or the Eccles from this episode of Veronica Mars? I just want to be absolutely clear. We're talking about the Gilmores from the Gilmore Girls? The Gilmores from the Gilmore Girls and okay. their yeah. little holiday party that uh, happened before Richard had his heart attack. Oh. So their they're holiday celebration. So the Tanners I want to hang out I'm... with Luke at the diner. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not that. <laughs> well, I guess Lorelai was kind of doing that. So, yeah, that could be, yeah. that could yeah. be an yeah, option. I, I, I specifically want to hang around with Lorelai and Luke. I don't really. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, the Smiths have an alien. I mean, I know we've said some shit about each of these episodes, but they also all have some highlights, like Cranes, Massages. Smiths, Time Travel, and Lisa Kudrow. Time Travel and Lisa Kudrow, very good point. We have the Tanners uh, get to hang out with all those wrestlers. Mm, that may be, mm, may be a stretch. Uh, and the Eccles, I mean, despite the stabbing at the end, looked like a pretty kick-ass party. And only the host got stabbed. It's not like the big Christmas gift for everybody was getting stabbed. Yeah, how invested am I in the Eckle family? Because if not, the food looked real good. <laughs> like, if I don't care that, like, if I was like, oh, man, a lot of stabbings for a Christmas party. Like, that's, like, my only takeaway. Yeah, but that fucking But have shrimp. you had the mini cache? The, yeah, the shrimps were so Oh, good. my God. Like, oh, they had candied bacon. That's pretty okay. And one stabbing, really, at the end of the day. Superficial wound. And the stabbing was one stab, too, with an ice pick. So, yeah, like, I mean, Keith, Keith was late, but he got her. There's mad people fucking. Also, it seems like, if we're going off the Halloween one. So Ooh, like, that is a good point. And, yeah. to be honest, there are a lot of people giving that dude eyes at that party. So, I mean. But you're not going to be that dude. And that's important for when you're going to be at that party. You're not getting stabbed, but you're also not having sex. I don't need to be the guy who has sex with his agent's wife. Just like <laughs> girl number seven given eyes who's like a little disappointed. <laughs> was that the yeah. one with the olive? <laughs> the olive one was thirsty. Just crap. biting oh, wow. all of Just the olive the juice out of it. Thirstiest woman who's ever lived. So yeah, <laughs> probably at that point she's like, listen, I came here to fuck somebody and you are around. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Let me finish this mini quiche. Yeah, let us know on Twitter or Instagram what you guys would like to spend with. And I'm sure there are, we can revisit this question later, as there will be many more celebrations to come. So, let's do our ratings for this episode. We have three options. They are Christmas Classic, a pair of socks, or a lump of coal. Who wants to start us off today? Show slaps. It's a Christmas Classic. I'm going to watch this series. Giggle like a... 13 year old in 2004 real nice pair of socks the stabbing ruined it for me and it's not a standalone <laughs> episode i'm gonna go i was really torn on this one i think i'm gonna go christmas classic on this one though i think the, the episode itself is just so good and even though it like there's enough christmas atmosphere that even if the plot isn't integral to christmas itself i think it makes up for it with everything going on around it. And again, as I said, I kind of turned the corner once I made the connection with the gambling. So uh, I think I, it's I was... not a Christmas classic because we don't know if the dad is going to Padre's training camp. <laughs> There's that's, no resolution. That's the real cliffhanger Brian wanted to come back around on. Not to be rude, but like I'm pretty sure Padre's camp is like six hours from where they live. 
if they like, I presume they live by San Diego. Because I think they do spring training in Arizona. I mean, they probably do it. So, like, eh. <laughs> well, everyone does it in the same areas in baseball. And I think right. the Padres are an Arizona team. So, like, it's not that expensive, Kristen Bell. You don't need, you don't need to gamble for it. Well, she's got to spend that money on a new telescopic lens. Otherwise, she won't get new clients. That was that was over my over my over my head. Oh, all right. <laughs> that's that's all I know is that she's got a big ass camera lens. Yeah. Of Veronica Marsh. That's one of her defining character traits: is has large camera. <laughs> yeah. Like more so than that, she can like solve a crime by like four sentences of exposition. Oh and no, looking I'm not at s- something. I'm not trying to say it's her only character trait. I'm just saying it's one of them. She's got a lot of other very strong character traits. She's a friend of the common people. Oh yeah, she's a, she's and, a friend. Of, she can and she can work with anyone. She knows how to turn it on for the rich folks. She knows how to. Does she? Um. Well, I guess confronting that guy in the in the library wasn't the smoothest move that was a little bit of the teenage side of things taken over she's passionate her friend is dead her mom is under assault she might be murdered who knows chris it's a christmas cliffhanger it's a, it's a classic classic christmas cliffhanger <laughs> just a good old cri- yes hey what's your guys' favorite like claymation one your guys heat miser boys too you know i don't like too many of the claymation ones that much i like Mine is Rudolph. Like I just like Rudolph. That's that's oh. the only one I have ever really sat down to watch. All the other ones have just like psh, not as good. No one's favorite song is Heat Miser, by the way. And like the Misfit Toys one is like just a solid ten out of ten. Yeah. You know, it's been a real long time since I watched any of them. I guess just instead of watching ER, watch all those. I know that was like <laughs> a different day, but like. Just never watch ER again. If you I ever have been want to watch ER. ER, though, and it is good. Oh man, I started. I've been continuing to watch <laughs> ER. Guess who just showed up? John Samos. Alan fucking Alda. Oh, that's <laughs> so great. <laughs> oh, oh wow, wow. That's just really. It's really something. Uh, <laughs> Why is, is that? Was that you trying to do Bill Hader? Trying to do Alan Alda? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, in fairness, all of our impressions are SNL impressions of impressions. impressions. That is oh, yeah. that is honest to God one of my favorite. <laughs> like you know how Trebek has to do the little personal chats with people during Jeopardy, where he's got to be like, "Oh, I hear this interesting fact about you." Right? He always has a, a lot of disdain for what people have to say because <laughs> he's always like kind of rolling his eyes when he talks to them about it. And I just remember this one woman, he's like, now I heard you do a good George H.W. Bush impression. And, she, and the woman goes, well, what I really do is a good impression of Dana Carvey doing an H.W. Bush impression. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my At least God. she's honest. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, when SNL actors, Bill Hader, Dana Carvey, uh, all of them, they kind of unlock how you can figure it out yourself. It's like the Rosetta Stone for impressions that's how i learned how to do sean connery and mark Wahlberg. mark Wahlberg. mark Wahlberg. <laughs> hey <laughs> yeah say hello to your mother for me <laughs> say how do your mother for me hey now i'm gonna talk to a chicken <laughs> i'm gonna talk to a reindeer because it's christmas <laughs> say hello to mrs claus for me oh <laughs> what's going on reindeer you and i should do a movie sometime 
<laughs> I could be Santa. Don't you think that'd be neat? It would be a different Santa. I had a beard for the perfect storm. Did you see that movie? <laughs> my Jeremy Renner is just my Mark is just Mark Wahlberg. By the by, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, just a different cadence. I think I think we've established that already. <laughs> well, that's gonna do it for Veronica Mars. Who wants to know what we're covering next time? Yeah, I do. Okay, well, we're gonna inject a little adorableness into our holiday season as we watch Santa from New Girl, which you can find streaming on Netflix. I don't know if I'm still going to like the new girl. We'll see. I think the new girl holds up okay, for the most part. I think if you liked it then, you're still probably going to like it. If you didn't like it then, you're probably not going to like it now. Yeah. That's why why we make the show. Listen to a 45-minute podcast, about a (laughs) 22-minute episode, (laughs) to find out if it's a Christmas classic. Will we? <laughs> We're just saving you that time. Will we struggle this hard again? Who knows? Look, just, just listen. Remember, you're just here for the last ten minutes, you anyways. You can't watch an episode of TV in your car, but you can listen to a podcast. <laughs> I mean, while you're driving, okay, in your car. Technically, semantics. technically yeah. not illegal, just not advised. No, no, definitely frowned upon. Yes, strongly, strongly, yes, vehemently. We don't, we don't condone it. Other things we want you to do when you're not driving and are being safe are to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Because, hey, hey, you guys might think like, oh, there are 11 episodes in. Oh, it's, you know, only a few weeks till Christmas. They probably don't need this help as much. No, we still probably do. Like, you can still help us out. So if you got a minute, just uh, give us one of those old ratings in your iTunes app or wherever you're listening to your podcast. It would really make our holiday season better. And hey... Don't just do it for us. Do it for someone you love. I mean, and like my mom's going to listen to this episode and she's going to really need some positive reviews to let me stay inside for Christmas. So, yeah. So do it for someone that loves John. Hopefully. Yeah. If your reviews are nice (laughs) enough. Still. Otherwise, you know, just reach out. We got the Gmail, the Insta, the Twitters, the website, the whatever. You know, you can find us. We're around. But until then... That's all we got for today. Sorry if this wasn't great, but 20 episodes. They can't all be winners. We did the best we could. <laughs> I'll sleep th- I'll sleep for next time. Yeah. That's, that's whatever. Yeah. So, until then, I've been Chris. I have been Brian. I'm John. We're glad you're still alive. Sleigh Bell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from soundbible.com. And joy to the world provided by freexmasmp3.com.